Welcome to another episode of the Deborah Health Report, where we dive into current health and medical topics to keep the Delaware Valley informed and updated. The Heart Health Conversation continues with cardiologist Dr. Culpreet Barn as we discuss advanced heart failure and the COVID connection. Here's Rasa Kay. Hi, I'm Rasa Kay. We continue our discussion about heart failure with cardiologist Dr. Kulpreet Barn. In our first segment, he explained the four stages of the disease, similar to how doctors stage cancer. When assessing how well or poorly a heart is handling its workload, stage A patients are generally those at risk for it and may have no symptoms. Stage B picks up structural heart disease and symptoms or not. Medications and lifestyle changes such as losing weight, quitting smoking, changing one's diet, and reducing sodium and alcohol intake might be called for. By stage C, patients have clear symptoms such as fatigue, shortness of breath, swelling of legs and feet, and irregular heartbeat or palpitations. Stage D is considered advanced heart failure, which may require a medical device or even a transplant. Dr. Barn will address advanced heart failure, but surely, you know, I can't not ask about COVID. So is COVID confusing the issue at all? There have been some recent findings that suggest COVID can affect how the heart muscle handles calcium in the same way that heart failure does. So what is this calcium connection and what's the COVID connection that you may be seeing at this point? Understanding that we have so much to learn about the COVID right. connection. Well, they've actually looked at studies. Well, just to, in general, COVID can affect the heart and it can, there's concern of uh, what we say, inflammation of the heart and damage to the heart. And there's also some uh, concern with, with vaccines uh, causing that inflammation. But we've looked at studies that it's far safer to take the vaccine then to get COVID infection, you have more chances of getting heart damage. If you get COVID infection, so you know prevention is better than cure. So vaccines are certainly much safer than getting COVID infection. So I think that's just a general I want to put out there. Now the exact mechanisms, I think there we're proposing multiple mechanisms. There is a concern with calcium, uh, just like I think we talked about it. It's not that you have less calcium in your body; it's just not used properly. So please don't take extra calcium, and, and studies are still ongoing, but, but there is some mechanism through calcium that we think that the heart doesn't work properly because calcium plays an important role in the heart's function when the heart pumps blood. Uh, so that's the mechanism they're proposing. But in general, uh, COVID can affect the heart. Um, generally speaking, patients tolerate it well. Uh, very rarely it leads to severe damage that you need a heart transplant. Most patients improve uh, with medications, but small percentage don't. But but if you have to take your chance, these vaccines are still much safer than, than getting the actual COVID infection. So well, we, we talked about the stages. Advanced heart failure, what is that? And I guess that must be a later stage then. Yeah, so it's our last stage. That's when we've tried all the medications, uh, pacemakers, everything we can possibly try and the heart continues to progress and patients continue to have symptoms and they continue to fail. And it can become as extreme that you buy, your heart is not able to pump blood to your kidneys and your organs, or your organs start to shut down. That's when we know that this heart is not going to get the job done, so we have to move on to advanced therapies. And usually they're either a heart transplant or left ventricular assist devices, uh, these heart pumps that we can put in the heart to help that failing heart. The failing heart, the muscle can get enlarged or it can get stiff or it gets loose. What, what are the ways the the heart is damaged right. to then no longer work properly. Yeah, so uh, the two ways it's damaged is one, so in some patients it's a combination where the heart doesn't pump properly and it's also a little stiff. But then there's certain patients that 
that it's it pumps okay it just doesn't it's stiffened up it doesn't fill the heart doesn't fill properly so on one side is a pumping problem one side is a filling problem but they both result in one problem at the end which is the body's not getting enough blood uh, so there are two types of heart failure that we say preserved is where the heart's predominantly stiff but it's pumping okay but the way you're not getting blood is because you're not filling the heart and the co other common part is the one where the heart is not pumping blood uh, to the body so the treatment's a little bit different uh, for those patients. When the heart muscle itself weakens, in either case, is there a cascade effect to uh, the arteries or the anything else connected to the heart? Yeah, so you know, you keep in mind your heart is your engine. So your heart uh, uh, is responsible for getting blood to your brain, to your muscles, to your kidneys, to your liver. So that's what we see. We'll see when the heart's not getting that done, you'll see damage to those organs. People may have confusion. They may not think clearly. If you, because it's not getting blood to the muscle, you're not able to do activities properly. Your kidneys will start shutting down, your liver will start shutting down, and that leads to other complications. So yes, uh, we see damage, and, and that's where we identify uh, if, if the patient is not able to manage that with the pills, then we know they are progressing to advanced heart failure. But I guess my, my question was like, the aorta then doesn't start getting stiffer or... No, no, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a pump, uh, getting delivery issue. Seeing an advanced heart specialist if you get staged later, that's where you're going to get sent anyway, correct? Yeah, I mean, if you are if you have been diagnosed with heart failure and your cardiologist is, has you on a good treatment plan and, and you're still very symptomatic or, or you're being repeatedly hospitalized for fluid buildup or shortness of breath, you definitely should seek uh, an advanced heart failure cardiologist. Even if you have to travel, I would definitely recommend that, that you see an advanced heart failure cardiologist at some point because timing is everything. Because if you wait too late, we may not have options for you. So, so if you're starting to experience those symptoms on a proper treatment plan, that's a big red flag that you need to see a specialist to see, do you need to go towards advanced therapies? So you treat those here at, at Devorah. So in what ways, what kind of treatments are available here for uh, heart failure yeah. at any stage right through advanced? So usually advanced centers will have a comprehensive team of uh, that, uh, that, that include uh, advanced heart failure cardiologists, nurse practitioners, surgeons, uh, electrophysiologists, interventional cardiologists. So we have a lot of uh, therapies we can offer these patients. Sometimes it's just as simple as certain valvular procedures or optimizing of the pacemaker or extreme scenarios. We'll put those, the surgeon will put those devices in, the left ventricular assist devices. So that's why uh, it's sometimes it's multiple things. So that's why you need to see care at an advanced heart failure center or in, the, in your region led by advanced heart failure cardiologists because those cardiologists will determine what you need. Uh, to help you feel better and and keep you around. How often will you be seeing these lovely people? So some so it depends. It depends on the stage if uh, if they're sent uh, because you know they have newly diagnosed but they're doing great and they usually say hey you're doing okay come back in a year. But if you have patients in the high risk uh, profile where they're on all the good medications they've been hospitalized multiple times sometimes then we take over their care completely and we manage them completely ourselves. You mentioned the frequent hospitalizations because of fluid buildup. Is that because somebody can't breathe, or, or you know, how how do you wind up being hospitalized for fluid buildup? Yeah, just like we talked about, uh, your heart part of the function of the heart is to uh, uh, deliver you know blood to your organs and make you feel better and do things. But part of that is also it regulates fluid. So as your heart fails and it's not able to regulate fluid, you build up with fluid. And when you build up with fluid, you'll get short of breath and you'll get leg swelling and you, you, it's almost like drowning in your body. 
So that's why patients will go to the emergency room because they're not they're, they're short of breath, they're not feeling better, and then we'll give them special medications to drain that extra fluid. And that makes them feel better, but usually that's a sign that your heart is really not doing well. And those are like red flags that you should see advanced specialists uh, for further management. Do you guys use any monitors on a patient that would be communicating with you to let you know, you know, that the fluid is building up so yes, that you can intervene before it becomes a crisis hospitalization situation? Yes, we do have programs and, 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 and we have a disease management center where once they come under our, our, our umbrella, we'll follow them. They, they, we follow their weights very closely. Sometimes we can put in certain sensors in their body to check their fluid levels. So we have a system in place to, to help with that. Tell me about the sensors. Sensors on the body, like a wearable? No, they're usually, we put them, they're called cardiomems. They're, they're usually a small sensor we put in their blood vessel in the lung, and which can check the fluid buildup in their body. It's almost like an um, analogy would be uh, checking the oil in your car, something like that. And, and if it goes over a certain level, we know that you're going to build up with fluid, and we're able to adjust medications so we avoid you building up with fluid and going to the hospital. So, so sometimes we'll just use weights, but in complicated patients, we can put these sensors in to help us. And would that communicate with you so that you could reach yes, out and say, hey, are you off your meds or what have you been eating? What have just you like been I told you, that's part of the reason why you should go to Advanced Heart Fair Center because we have a team here to, to manage all that. That's one of the benefit of going to Advanced. It's not just seeing the Advanced Heart Fair cardiologist. You become part of a team that can manage a lot of your issues. Uh, there are a lot of psychiatric issues, and so there's this specialized team that understands what comes with heart failure. And that's why you should, if you're getting to those stages where you're getting repeatedly hospitalized, you're getting sicker, you should seek care under the advanced heart failure team. Well, and that, that kind of supervision and oversight, you know that somebody's got my back, and I don't need to necessarily figure out, oh my God, now what's going on? Um, so. That's why the monitor thing was so interesting to me, but also then let's talk about cardiac rehab because that's another thing that sort of builds some confidence as Absolutely. well as removes some of the stress. Yeah, so cardiac rehab is a very important part of our treatment plan. Uh, most, we'll, we would recommend this for most patients. And I'll, I always say, I've never had a patient go to cardiac rehab and hate it. It's usually a great program and we have at Deborah as well. Once again, that's why being part of a comprehensive program is very important. And so you definitely, it's a tool that we use in our treatment plan, and most patients benefit from it. It definitely improves their ability to do things despite having a weak heart. Just for the sake of being clear, what is cardiac rehab? Well, cardiac rehab and, is, and especially in the case of heart failure, what would that mean? Yeah, so I always say the simplest way is it's a, it's a monitored gym. It's basically uh, you have specialists that know uh, how to improve your cardiovascular capability, but it's done in a monitored setting. So you'll have uh, physical therapists that are highly trained who know that with your heart failure condition, which muscles and what activities to improve your. So they'll use weight training, cardiovascular uh, treadmills and bicycles. And so it's, 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 it's essentially like going to a gym, but having a, f a specialist helping you focus your activity so you get benefit out of it. So the best way to avoid heart failure would be avoid heart disease. How, what are the best preventatives you can recommend? Smoking, uh, stop smoking, excessive drinking, uh, weight, weight gain, uh, diabetes. Uh, so avoiding those risk factors and, and diseases is very important. But some are not in your hand. Uh, you can have a genetic issue, that's, which is not, but what you control is those. You know, smoking is uh, injurious to all, your entire body, but definitely for heart. And excessive alcohol and uncontrolled blood pressure, diabetes. So if you have those conditions, you need to regularly follow with your primary doctor, get your diabetes under control, get your blood pressure under control, 
And if you're smoking, you need to seek out a plan to stop smoking and cut back on the drinking. So that's what you control. But then there are things you don't, your environment that you don't control, COVID, infections, and things like that. But that's what a patient can control. What's on the horizon that's got you jazzed? What are you hearing about? What's in, in the pipeline? And I guess what would be your wish list? Well, I think uh, the, the biggest transformation that's happened in heart failure is a couple of new medications over the last 20 years have transformed the management of heart failure that we're very excited about. There's a new drug class called SGLT inhibitors that's having a huge impact on these patients, so we're using it like water. And also, I think uh, the technology is getting better. Uh, uh, the, the devices, these left ventricular assistance devices, are almost getting as good as heart transplantation, and they're, they're going to continue to get better. And I'm, I'm assuming in our lifetime we're going to see them surpass you know, heart transplantation. Uh, so I think there's a lot of excitement on the device front. Uh, there's certain things we can do, minor procedures we can do with valves uh, that are very exciting. These are single day procedures, but they can have a huge impact on the patient's quality of life. So it's a combination of things that are exciting, uh, new medications, um, small procedures, as well as devices getting better. It's worth coming in and going through all of it because you can live with heart failure, live well with heart failure? Well, that's why, that's why you know, you know, we don't want you to exist, we want you to live. And that's usually what our goal is that improve the patient's functional class, which is, let's say they come to me and they're short of breath from here to there, and with medication, cardiac rehab, and the effort they put in, uh, they can walk three blocks or four blocks, and they can walk to the mailbox. And so, yes, we, that is usually our goal is to, not just to save lives, because we want the patients not just to exist, we want them to live as well. So our two goals are, three goals are usually to keep them out of the hospital, make them feel better and keep them alive. I think the main thing I would say is that if you have uh, heart failure uh, and you're not feeling better, please go to an advanced heart failure center. I can't stress that enough. Uh, that uh, there are special treatments that you, you sometimes in the community people may not be aware of, but these special treatments are available at advanced centers and you may not even hear about them. So at least even if it's far away and you have heart failure, there's no downside in doing one consultation with the, with the team. They may say, hey, everything's okay. Keep, keep doing what you're doing but they may say something that can alter your life or improve your quality of life significantly. This is also a fact, it's not just because I work here, I think we're the only comprehensive advanced heart failure center in all of South Jersey. And uh, there are things that we do are exceptional and do it better than uh, some you know, in the region and people look to us for example. So I think if you're in our region, obviously we welcome you and uh, we have a great team here and uh, you know, we do it very well. And uh, if you really have heart failure in South Jersey, we're probably the only comprehensive one-stop shop in South Jersey right now. That's cardiologist Dr. Kulpreet Barn. Join us next month as we explore a health issue you should know about and understand. The podcast drops the first Wednesday of the month. I'm Rasa Kay. You can always listen to all of the informative Deborah Doctor interviews at DeborahHealthReport.com. Schedule an appointment at DemandDeborah.org.